0: Hello, bold goal crushers. I'm super excited for two reasons. This is the first episode. I think I finally have my voice back after being at the Phoenix Open. So excited Mm -hmm. about that. And then very excited about my guest today, Amy. She is the thyroid mentor. She's a former professional athlete who went from playing basketball all over the world to battling professional fatigue with her second autoimmune disorder. And she helps women who are struggling with thyroid disorders go from rock bottom to feeling like themselves again. Amy, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Yes, it's going to be a great conversation because I think so many women struggle with this. But first, we talk all things goals, and I want to jump in and hear all about your basketball career. Like, how long did you want to play basketball? How did you achieve this big, bold goal?
1: Yeah. You know, from a really young age, I played a bunch of sports, but I, I'd i always just kind of known in my gut um, basketball was it was just my heart. I just loved it. I felt so free. Um, I'm pretty tall and I've always been a tall kid. So it really helped me to fit in, um, and found, um uh, my confidence really, uh, in times where it's tough to find confidence. Right. So middle school, high school, college, um, yeah, had a really, um, amazing opportunity career in high school, which, led me to get a full ride scholarship and I played at Arizona state where we made history. We, we, uh, uh, made it to the sweet 16 round. Um, and then I, after getting done, you know, I uh, had a contact who was an agent, um, and started playing professionally, which I didn't really know much about. And I don't think Mm -hmm. even young women still know of the opportunities, probably more so now with social media. Yeah. So I got my first professional job in Puerto Rico Um, And it was the most fun experience ever. And from there, I went on to play in Poland, uh, Romania, Australia for three years, Spain, and then I ended my career back in Puerto Rico where it started.
0: Oh, wow. That's awesome. You know, I was an athlete growing up. I always I rode horses and so I always oh, cool. wanted to be a world champion. And mm-hmm. um, it was quite the journey because I didn't have a horse. I didn't have money. And so becoming in that arena, I had to basically become skilled enough to ride other people's horses where people would want me to ride their horses so that I could qualify them for things. And That was a really big journey, and I know there's a lot of sacrifice that goes Mm -hmm. along with being an athlete, and I'm pretty sure if I were to venture any goal has those setbacks. What are, like, some of the setbacks that you had in your journey?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, as far as, I think, more challenges rather than setbacks for me. um, Yeah. You know, I think that specifically talking about my professional career, mm-hmm. on one side, it was the most amazing experience where I was completely independent, traveling on my own for eight years, living out of a suitcase. Yeah. Um, and I've always been an independent person, but that really heightened that independence. Mm-hmm. Um. And then on the other side, it was really isolating at times. Sometimes I was the yeah. only American on the team or the only American in the town. I played in smaller towns. Yeah. Um, so I think that was a a bit of a challenge. Um, and then I think just really maintaining the mental and emotional, um, levels playing, you know, just so long. And also in so many different scenarios where I was coming in to take somebody's job, I was coming in to take Mm. somebody's spot, take somebody's money. And so it, there was a bit of a competitive aspect and I do understand it to a point. So it was always sometimes a little weird with teammates or yeah. that competitive energy with, um, teammates and women. And so it was just kind of navigating all the newness, um, language barriers were a big one. Um, but you know, I think it was just really the biggest theme I took from that whole experience was I will figure it out, whatever mm-hmm. it is, I will figure it out because there's a lot of times where I would go and explore a city. I didn't know where it was going. I sometimes couldn't read the signs or the trains or, you know, where, where, what's what. And I always just was like, well, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. So that for me was such a huge life lesson, Mm -hmm. um, especially when it comes to unknowns, because we all have our, you know, our worries, our anxiety, our, you know, fear of the unknown. And so that was a really big lesson for me. I'm like, you know what? I'll figure it out. It'll be all right. Yeah. And you did. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm still figuring it out. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, people always say, "Oh, everybody's got it all figured out." It's no. like, "Oh, no, we're just figuring it out as we no. go."
1: Yep. That's exactly right. Yeah. So,
0: if you were to look back on your career, what would you say is one of your biggest highlights?
1: My biggest highlight was I was able to have a career as a professional as a woman um, overseas in the places where I played, I played in some smaller towns, um, and we had amazing, amazing support. Um, in Australia, I played in the WNBL, which is very similar to the WNBA here. Um, so that reaching that level, um, and also in the Spanish league, it was a very competitive level. Um, I won a championship in Puerto Rico, Uh, for a really small town um, in Merovis. And so we were the Merovis Montaneras. So we were just in a tiny little village on the mountain, which was Mm -hmm. um, just the most surreal experience. But, you know, overall, I think it was the ability to continue to do what I love at a professional level to travel Mm -hmm. the world, which is something I still really yearn for. And I have like an ache in my heart um, to continue Mm -hmm. to do in some way. Um, And then really what a blessing to be able to fulfill a lifelong dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always say, I was so blessed to be able to fulfill that first dream. And now I'm moving on to, to others. So, yeah. Uh, and I have to ask you, cause you know, I'm, uh, I'm always asking the
0: controversial, controversial yeah. questions on this podcast. What do you think about the pay difference between the men and women in basketball?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think it's, is unfortunate that the women don't have as much support and not even as much, but just more support. Mm-hmm. And to me, you know, I think there's like, if you don't like to watch the women's sports, totally fine. That's up to you. My problem is, is that the amount of work and effort and discipline and sacrifice it takes as a woman or as a man mm-hmm. is, is the same. I mean, if yeah. you know, there may be varying between individuals, yeah. but I just ask that people respect the effort, I respect the mentality, um, the discipline, the sacrifice that it takes to get at that level. And yes, I yeah. do. I do hope that we can continue to, you know, lessen that gap. Um, yeah. as we, you know, just, I think grow more as a, you know, c- culture ourselves. So, um, if you don't like women's sports good on you, but yeah. I think that we just need to really make sure that we're respecting. Um, the effort that goes into it, and and that's where I have a really big issue with with yeah. men versus women's sports.
0: Yeah, and you know I used to have uh, athletics as part of my area at one of the places that I worked, and one of the things that somebody told me years ago that it, there was also a disparity not only in the pay from the teams, but from the the way that the brand deals were structured and mm-hmm. who got the funding from the brand deals um right. and and the jersey sales which was crazy to me I was like wait what they're mm-hmm. like yeah the guys get the money and this may have changed since but the women don't mm-hmm. and I was like how, how is that
1: fair yeah there's just there's so much even you know even now I mean mm-hmm. even with like facilities even with um you know the the stuff that comes around the game as far as like um you know personal trainers um you know rehab yeah. um all that stuff that really if you are playing at a professional level mm-hmm. i didn't necessarily have access to that most of the time yeah. um and and it's 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 a real disservice um and so i guess in that way maybe put a little bit more respect on on the women's game because yeah um you know we are most of the time doing it for the one of the pure reasons that we love the game mm-hmm. um and love to play, but at the same time, we, we need to be rewarded for that effort in, in a more equal way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I always love talking to people who have set and crushed bold goals and now you're working kind of in a different area. So mm-hmm. how did you become the thyroid mentor?
1: Yeah. So I retired when I was around 30 years old and, you know, I had a huge, I, crisis because it was just a lot of change. I hadn't lived in the States for almost eight years. Um, I came back and, you know, I didn't know where I was going to live. I didn't know Mm -hmm. what job I was going to have. I didn't know, um, just so many unknowns. And I kind of just like Shuffled around for a while. I ended up landing a uh, coaching job at Portland State University, uh, which is a small low D1. um, And I really, really loved it. I was unfortunately around um, not the best working environment, so it was pretty toxic. And I think I just like stressed myself to um, my second autoimmune disorder. So I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disorder that affects your thyroid. I was also born with an uh, autoimmune disorder. So um, it just really, I couldn't really identify what was going on. I thought, you know, I took my symptoms personally where, you know, gaining some weight, um, not feeling like myself, very fatigued. Um, I was grinding my teeth at night, so my jaw was really sore. Um, and I didn't, I didn't recognize that those were symptoms of stress. I didn't recognize that those were symptoms. My body is strained; it's communicating. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, okay, like why aren't my workouts working for me? This is I worked out mm-hmm. like this for twenty years, you know. Um, and I went from doctor to doctor to doctor, and I really wasn't getting a ton of answers. Yeah. And so we had some people over for Memorial Day weekend, and. Um, you know, I really didn't feel very well, but I, God forbid, would never say that. And, uh, as soon as that door shut, everybody left on that Monday, I just started bawling and I looked at my husband and I said, I can't live like this forever. Like there has to be an, a better way. And from that moment on, it's, I call it my rock bottom moment. Um, mm-hmm. we've all had probably a couple of those throughout our yeah. lives. Um, but it was a, it was a real turning point for me where I felt in that moment I started to advocate for myself and not settle. I just yeah. knew that I had to, there had to be a way to feel better. Yeah. Um, and then, so from that point on, I um, ended up finding a naturopath who has experience in autoimmune uh, disorders, who has experience with thyroid and Hashimoto's um, and really made a lot of shifts over the last, yeah. gosh, like three or four years. And because I'm feeling better and I, I just don't want women to go through Mm -hmm. what I went through, which is really, really common. Um, Thyroid disorders are very common and very much underdiagnosed. And I really feel like even if you do have great medical support, I do feel like overall in our, our kind of more Western medicine, I think we are, we are lacking some empathy. We are lacking Mm. really listening to what is going on with you. And yeah. I just made a, a post about this yesterday because I love blood work. I love data. I love all of that stuff. But we can still, you know, be in the normal range. You, your doctor, you can get your your thyroid test and your doctor can say, Hey, you're fine, you're in the normal range. And not really kind of ask you, but how are you feeling? How do yeah. you want to feel? And I think that we are kind of dismissed with everybody's tired. Oh, you're a yeah. mom. You're supposed to be tired. Slow down. You know, <laughs> slow down. Or, you know. Well, you are getting to that age, and that just, you know, really, it just bothers me how we're so easily dismissed. Yeah. And for a long time, I took other people's words because they were positions of authority, as in doctors. I mm-hmm. took their word over how I felt. Yeah. And so, and I'm not saying that doctors are bad or anything like that. I just know that, in my opinion, I just think there's um, a lack of empathy. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I just wanted to start a business that helped women and and like with what you're doing, make some goals, set some goals. And really all that means for me is keep promises to yourself. Right. And we talk about confidence all the time. How do you build confidence? Well, you back up what you say you're going to do. Yeah. And it's just a step-by-step and healing is a trial and error. Healing is, you know, it's, it's not linear. And so it's really nice just to have somebody with you along the way that's giving you more individualized support yeah um, rather than just kind of a blanket like eat this not that move this way not that way you know yeah
0: you know it's really interesting I have kind of a similar journey not with thyroid but I could basically not walk like my back Mm. hurt really 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 bad and I kept going to the doctor and going to the doctor and he did an x-ray and he's like well I mean and he said it just like this he's like well you know, you did a lot of damage riding those horses. You have arthritis. And I was like, late 30s. And I was like, okay, so what's the solution? It was like a bunch of arthritis pills. And then it kept getting worse. And I went back and I was like, look, you know, I can't live like this for the rest of my life. I can't even, my problem was sitting up. So I couldn't like go from flat to up. I was like, I can't live like this. And he's like, well, you did a lot of damage riding horses. And I'm yeah. like, they're, an 80 year old still riding horse, <laughs> like right, whatever. So he sent me to like some doctor and the doctor didn't even have me bend over, didn't touch my back. He's like, oh, I know exactly what we need to do. We need to burn the nerves on your back so you don't feel it. And I was like, no, I don't think so. So I left. And what's interesting is I happened to be at a board meeting for the Leukemia Society. And I, there was a case of Costco water on the floor at the end of it. And I was like, I said to myself, oh, I'm not picking that up. I didn't know there was somebody else in the room because I said it out loud. And he happened to be a doctor. And he's like, can I just ask you, why are you not picking that up? I was like, it's Costco water. It's heavy. Like, I can't pick that up. And he's like, you need to come see me. And then he like, listened to me, totally fixed me. But I would have lived like that for the rest of my life, like on all these arthritis pills.
1: And that's what's so important in your story. I mean, which is amazing is that you listen to yourself and you're like, um, that doesn't sound right. Not for me anyway. Yeah. So, and that's really the biggest part of, of what I'm trying to do as far as just women advocating for themselves and for their health. And I know that there's, you know, issues as far as insurance and challenges as far as like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know where to go. I don't know where to yeah. start. I don't know who, who can help me. Yeah. Um, but with your story and with mine, it's, it's so important to listen to that nudge. And if yeah. something doesn't sound right, you have every right to go get a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth opinion um, mm. and, and continue to, to find, you know, search yeah. to help you because like. Just to go from such an extreme to burning your nerves or to yeah. and I know he probably I'm assuming it's a he didn't mean it in yeah. a in a dismissive way, but to say, hey, it's your fault, you shouldn't have rode horses for so long. Yeah. You know, you're like, well, it is what it is. We got we've got to figure yeah. it out right now. Um, but that's that's exactly the kind of thing that I that I'm talking about that I went through. And I don't want other women to have to feel so alone when they feel yeah. like crap all the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you went from changing your life personally and physically to now helping others. How did you decide to make that jump? Like what made you say, this is what I need to do?
1: Yeah. You know, I, um, well, I think it's very, uh, common, I guess in 2020 when I had some time to rest. Yeah. It's probably one of the, for, for that time, I know that time was very, um, awful and it was very extreme and traumatic, but for me, it was very, it was a blessing to be able to stay at my house and rest. Um, because that was probably the first time in my life where I've, I've really, couldn't Mm -hmm. do anything. And that's where I felt like I had gained the most in my healing. Um, and so there was a a registered dietitian that was, um, had an online course for Hashimoto's and I'd done so much. I just like research and all that. And so I was like, well, let me, let me uh, sign up for this and see, you know, for me, I was thinking how much more she knows than I do. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was, it was, it was just cool to see somebody else doing something that I'd never really thought of doing. And so for me, I, um, decided to pursue a certification as a nutritional therapy practitioner and which took me about nine months. I mm-hmm. went on to uh, get a certification as a restorative wellness practitioner. And all that means is that I can test your poop, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Gut health is so yeah, it's everywhere. So if we really want to look at gut health, like let's look at what's going on in your gut. Um, and so yeah, I just I think that I just kind of naturally came to me because I do love leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is a gift of mine, and even coaching um, at the collegiate level, um, I just I love mentorship and leadership, and I love learning about the body. I've um you know I've always been very mm-hmm. obviously physically active, and and how can I how can I leverage my health? How can I leverage my health with food, with movement, with mm-hmm. sleep? Um, and so kind of taking my background with what I've been through on the, the the healing journey, um, as well as kind of like leadership strategy, I, I just thought, why not, why Mm -hmm. not? And I think that 2020 did kind of push us, push us in a way to get more creative and also maybe just take a breath, um, and reevaluate some things. And so Yeah, it was just kind of a a cool opportunity. And why not? Yeah,
0: I love it. You know, it's like your second act almost.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's leadership
1: in a completely different way.
0: Yeah. And I think that many times what happened with COVID is that people realized and maybe this maybe you had this happen but i had this happen people realized there were things on their plate and they're like wait why am i doing this and it was yeah. a great opportunity to really redesign your life and i always tell people you don't need covid to do that like you can do that at any time but covid was a great catalyst for that i've i've worked with a lot of clients who during COVID really examined their life in ways mm-hmm. that maybe they have never done before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It it gave us a chance to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to feel what that would feel like when, yeah. when most of the things that we were used to weren't an option.
0: Yep. And then do we want to add this back to our plate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So you work with women. How
0: do women typically find you then? Like, how do you
1: um, primarily just through social media right now. Um, starting to do a little bit more, you know, in my community, um, and kind of networking here. I live in, uh, right outside of Portland, Oregon. Um, but yeah, primarily through social media and then just referral based.
0: Awesome. And so you get referrals and then how do you work with women? Is it one-on-one coaching group?
1: Do you have yeah. a course or... So, yep. It's one-on-one coaching right now. Um, I am most likely going to launch a, a group program probably at the end of this year just kind of building up to it um i think for me you know i when it comes to group programs there are so many things and opportunities that, that people or women can join um and i very much want it to be mm-hmm. something different right yeah. i want it to be something different and i want it to really be a catalyst for not really even change but just kind of rethinking how you think, rethinking Mm. where you're at just in, in a safe place to be vulnerable and with other women and, and really with community and, you know, I call it teamwork, um, yeah, it's to be able to see, excuse me, yourself and your life in a different way. Um, but right now it's just one-on-one coaching where depending on, you know, how far we want to dig, um, so with my uh usually with onboarding there's a 320 body symptom questionnaire.
0: Oh wow. Um, a lot of
1: intake paperwork and what that does is there's kind of different categories and so we can see like not only are you having symptoms let's say with your with your gut but we can kind of per your symptoms see is it your liver? Is mm-hmm. it your gallbladder? Um are you having issues with blood sugar regulation? Um but really gut health and blood sugar regulation is the two top ones that I see very consistently, which hmm. could very much be root causes to, um, thyroid disorders and a ton of other things, but, um, very much consistent with those two things. So it's kind of cool wow. because if we address those two things or even one thing, let's say about hmm. blood sugar regulation, it's kind of like a waterfall effect where we get that kind of study and a lot of other symptoms kind of dissipate in that way. So yeah, we just start out there and then we, um, Uh, we just meet and we chat and we, we kind of set goals and we set promises and I'm not setting goals for you. You set goals for you because it's your life. Um, And, you know, as a coach, I think that, you know, I've heard people say like, I'm, I'm here to change your life. And it's for me, I'm not here to change your life. I'm here to support you when you change your life. Mm. And that's very, very key.
0: I'm not doing
1: the work. I'm here to support you. I'm here to, you know, maybe challenge, you know, things that you, that you think, or you say to look at things in a different way, but I'm not here to change your life. It's I'm here when you are ready for you to change your life. And I think that's a really key point. Um, so yeah, so that's what we do in one-on-one coaching.
0: I love it. And so you do have some certifications and the Mm -hmm. ability to test poop. Yes. I'm sure you never, when you were five years old said, when I grow up, I want to test poop um, um,
1: not well, really, but was, no, I love talking about poop. I mean, yeah. I really like, give me all of the TMI because the more that we know, like I can know mm-hmm. if you feel open to sharing, yeah. um, you know, your body in whatever way it's communicating with you, um, a big factor is, is mm-hmm. pooping and yeah. probably 80% of the women with thyroid disorders are constipated. And I think that we think of things like constipation, bloating, um, maybe like, you know, changes in body temperature, all of those things we think of them as like, oh, I'm getting older or, oh, I just can't eat those foods. Heartburn is a big one. Oh, I just need to stay away from spicy foods. These are all very big indicators that Mm -hmm. something is off. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's another part of it is like, just because it's not like threatening to your way of life. Yeah. Hey, you don't need to, you don't have to live like that. You don't yeah. have to dance around foods. Um, and B it is a serious, it is, ne- yeah. it needs to be taken more serious, I guess. So. Yeah. You know what I find really
0: interesting that is different about just talking with you is that it's the time, you know, many times you go to the doctor and it's like that person's in and out in five minutes, 15 and-
1: minutes, man. Yep. Yeah.
0: And you just talked about like a huge inventory and a conversation mm-hmm. about what's going on. It's really the time spent and, right. you know, the ability to open up. Like if if I know that I only have 15 minutes, it's like, well, I'm going to give you the highlight reel, the most pressing. And I never would say, you know, every once in a while, I get well, heartburn when I eat a pepper,
1: you know? Absolutely. Well, and that's the thing. It's just asking the questions. Hey, yeah. um, like how often are you pooping? What yeah. does the consistency look like? That's a really big yeah. indicator of gut health. Um, you know, how often or how much water are you drinking on a consistent yeah. basis? Because um, one of my good friends who's a gut health expert, you know, she really talks about being elite in the basics. And yeah. that is so key because we want to, and it's just human nature. Listen, I've bought all the quick fix stuff. Cause I like, I like trying stuff, yeah. but you know, like I had a, a, a kind of a statement before is that, you know, you're not going to find gut health in a shaker bottle. We have to be elite at the basics, at the water, yeah. at the movement, at the nutrition, at the sleep. And then once you're elite at those, and I mean like really consistent, Mm -hmm. Then we can start to go, you know, up the ladder of more minute changes or, you know, more specific supplementation or stuff like that. But I think we, you know, as a society and just like, we want everything right now. And I think as women, we're so frustrated with everything that we've tried that hasn't worked for us. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times we fixate on the past, on the the weight we were when, Mm -hmm. and then we're just like. Gosh, if I could only dot 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 dot, and then we kind of go with the the pills, go with this, go with the, that. And we just want change. Where I think if we could just, like you said, take the time, um, mm-hmm. be patient with ourselves, give ourselves some grace, but also be a little bit more disciplined in yeah, politics. yeah.
0: I love it, and I love that you've been able to really connect with women to to get them to open up. But sometimes, you know, I think about when my back was screaming, there were other things going on, but they were just not as loud. (laughs) Right. And so once you break those down, then other things will come up too. So it seems like it wouldn't be like a one and done type situation.
1: Right. Um, Usually it's not. And I think sometimes we don't even know Mm-hmm. We we don't even recognize symptoms as, as symptoms. Like even my story yeah. back in the day, I didn't, you know, I, I went to the dentist and I was like, Hey, I'm having extreme jaw pain. Yeah. And he's like, and he looks at my mouth and he's like, well, you're grinding your teeth at night. And I'm like, what? And he's like, have you ever done that? And I'm like, no, I've never done that. And he goes, yeah. are you really stressed? And I was like, Oh my goodness.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: was, I was inherently doing it to myself. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So just, you know, I, I ended up, I had hair loss is a really big one too. And hair loss for women is so, it's just, it's so devastating. Mm. And so I had, I was Googling my way through, you know, how to fix the Google doctor. (laughs) And I saw that, that a dermatologist could help with hair loss. So I was like, Oh, okay. So I went to a dermatologist. I think I was 33 years old. And she told me I was prematurely balding, and wanted to give me Rogaine. And I was like, "That first of all is very disheartening." So I'm mm-hmm. like, "Is this like a forever thing?" What, like, and I just didn't accept it. Mm-hmm. And so I just think n- not recognizing sometimes of really what's going on with your body are symptoms. Heartburn, it's a symptom. Yeah. Right. Um you know, if you're waking up in the middle of the night and you're really hot or you're sweating through your, through your clothes, that's a really major symptom of blood sugar regulation is off. Uh, if you feel yeah. like you um have to have 80 cups of coffee during the day, there's probably a lot of strain on your adrenals, right? If so, if you are really shaky, or if you get hangry, that's a huge sign of blood sugar dysregulation. So, and I think we take those things as meaning like we are doing things wrong mm, yeah. and that's not it at all. It's just, we don't know what we don't know. And, and that's why I want to, you know, there are fixes for this Yeah, and it, they're not extreme. It's they're just consistent. That's yeah. really, you know, the overall theme here.
0: Yeah. I love it. Well, if somebody wanted to work with you, how would they get in touch? I usually ask, and what could they expect? But I think, I think, you yeah. know, what they
1: could expect. Yeah, yeah. Just you and I having great conversations, really. Yeah. Um, moving the needle in your life. Um, And so, yeah, I, so I'm on Instagram at Coach Amy Ray. Mm -hmm. Um, I also have a website, amyraynutrition.com. Um, I'm just about to launch a, it's a quick start, uh, program. So it's eight weeks. So it's kind of just to get you going. If you've never Mm -hmm. experienced a one-on-one coach before, um, it's kind of a good way for us to kind of get to know each other and, and get in a bit of a rhythm. Um, we, I just did a, like a free community call. It's, uh, called, um, get your shit together. Oh, I love it. It's, um, a really in-depth, um, reset that I did kind of a health reset that I did at the beginning of this year. And it just gave me so much more energy and clarity and lightness. Um, Mm -hmm. I did lose weight, but I just want to note that it was probably inflammation, Mm -hmm. um, and so I have that as like a freebie for anyone that just wants to kind of get a jump start. Yeah. Um, So this is a, a kind of an eight-week quick start for getting your shit together, but it's a much more personalized approach so we can really get into what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And just give you a platform just to keep it going. Yeah. I love it.
0: You know, it's really interesting because I think so many people at the beginning of the year are you know, they set resolutions or they get on this health kick. And this is uh quitters Valley right now yeah. where people have maybe quit those resolutions. So now's a great time to really start rethinking about your health. And I love that you mentioned why well, I did lose weight, but because so many people set that as the goal. And really, if the goal is just to feel better and be healthy, you, you end up Having more results than you think you ever would if you set that weight goal.
1: Yeah, and I love that you said that. You know, for me, when I was at my rock bottom moment, I what I probably had weight to lose, but I, that wasn't my main concern because I felt so low. I, yeah. I literally didn't recognize myself in the mirror. I had a lot of inflammation going on, and so for me, working with clients, you know, I want weight loss to be a byproduct of what we do. But we Mm -hmm. also have to make your body Mm -hmm. feel safe enough to release the weight. If we're constantly stressed, if we're under eating, overeating, under exercising, over exercising, um, if we are constantly worried about the future and fixated on the past, those, we are, we are constantly Mm -hmm. in a state of stress. And so if you are finding that you are ticking all of the boxes you're doing, you know, the nutrition, the movement, everything, and you're not getting results, um, I think we have, that's where we really have to dig deeper and have some more conversations because your body may not feel safe enough to release the weight. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I, I love that weight loss is a goal for people and for women. I know it's very forefront of your mind. Um, I want to really work through the bigger picture and let's, let's have weight loss be a byproduct. And like you said, let's, let's Mm -hmm. have you feel not only like yourself again, but Mm -hmm. you know, a thousand times better. Let's have more energy, better sleep. So, that you can actually step up in the areas of your life that you really want to.
0: Yeah. And it's so important when setting goals to truly measure what can be measured. So many times we have these ideas like, well, you know, weight is a number, so I'll measure that. But really, what you should measure is your movement, your water, your sleep, the activity that you can control that goes into maybe the results of losing weight. That's what should be measured. And that's how you'll have more success.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, when you, I think one of the questions or whether it's asked me or not, is I know that when when somebody's considering working with me or a coach in general or, or doing any sort of program is how can, how do I know I'm going to get results? And so for me, it's a decision. Yeah. It's a decision going into a process that you are going to be open-minded That you are going to follow through on what you say you're going to do. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you, if you do that in a consistent way, you will get results. Now, the results may not be just a number on the scale. Yeah. But results can be so many things. I think it's when we go into something and wanting results to happen to us instead of making the results happen. Right. And the result could be even working with a coach or even meeting somebody new is that, Hey, maybe they're not my, my flavor, right? Maybe they're not for me. Maybe I'm not for them. That's a result. Yeah. That's a result. Me trying a new program, me trying, um, um, Pilates, you know, and not really liking it or me loving it. That's a result because that's more information for me to take, to try something new, or maybe I try it one more time, you know? And so I think that we are, we are too passive in waiting for results. When we can make a decision right now to go all in and I guarantee you, you will get results.
0: Yeah, I love it. All right, everyone. Thank you, Amy, so much for being on the show. I just know that so many women out there are struggling in silence and so it's time to stop doing that. So please go follow coach Amy Ray on uh, Instagram, all the things check out our new program coming up because you deserve to feel better.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it very much.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, Bold Goal Crushers, it's time to get out there and crush your goals and everything that gets in the way so you don't have to work double time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word GOAL to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368 and the word GOAL. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.